can't relate or communicate with your teen? Welcome to Baffled with your hosts, Jason and Sam, who are here to help you understand your misunderstood teen. As teen educators and trainers, they understand what it is that is baffling you as a parent. Enjoy the show. And welcome back to Baffled. We are so glad that you guys joined us again today. And I know you're waiting for it. We are still here with Sherry. So you'll get more of them in a Jason and Sherry in a second. But first, we're going to go straight into that quote of the day. And it's this. Don't say anything online that you wouldn't want plastered on a billboard with your face on it. And that is by Aaron Burry. So, I don't think I want my face on a billboard. Yeah, yeah. It would cause a lot of accidents if my face was up there. <laughs> Who's that handsome fella up there? What are they promoting? Uh-oh. And then probably something childish I said when I was younger. We have all been there, right, saying something uh, inappropriate on social media. As I uh, finished my undergrad, I went on, like, I don't go on Facebook, but I redownloaded it. I took, I went through everything, and I took off all the, the inappropriate teenage things that I posted and then my Instagram's got like six posts that are all clean and I never really use it to go on it. So I've done that way. But yeah, um, social media can get us in trouble. So on that, for both of y'all, uh, have you posted something on social media that you have learned to regret? Um, probably, I'm sure. Uh, I, I don't remember. But um, I, I think the first thing that pops in my mind is um, but probably going back like 10 years ago now, I was very political. So, you know, just kind of throwing the politics out there. And, of course, with, with that comes, you know, arguments and fights and debates, and it would get pretty pretty heated. So I just learned, you know, is, is it really worth it? Is it really worth to post all that, all that garbage out there just to get people all riled up and everybody's all on edge nowadays with it? So it's been a, a, a lot better now that um, I've got rid of that. And I, I'm just now I'm just very intentional what I post. I'm like, is this really going to benefit somebody? Is this really going to help somebody? Or is it just, you know, blowing smoke? You know, I do post some humor stuff and, and, and things that help uh, get people talking. But again, is it beneficial? And then I don't post it unless it is. Um, mine would be, uh, yes, I did post some stuff that was probably not meant to be posted. And it was more in the beginning, you know, same thing, like years ago when I started Facebook. And of course, then you have like all of a sudden, like all your friends from high school come out of the woodwork and they all friend you. And, fr and uh, so then they post a memory and then, then I started posting memories. And well, those are things that probably other people should never have to remember seeing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as you, you know, as anyone gets hired, we do know that people, employers do now have access to your social media and they want to uh, find out who you are and they will go to your social media. And so they saw some memories that um, I did not want them to remember um, me when they were making a decision on hiring me. <laughs> we tell our, the students all the time in our presentation on social media is like, hey, listen, if grandma can't see it on your social media, it should not be out there, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a guideline for them. All right, so Jason, what are some boundaries that parents can set up for their teens on social media? Yeah, uh, this is very important because, um, as you know, there's a lot of dangers on there uh, with social media. Um, I think it's very important that um, that you do monitor your, your kids' phones and you do have the passwords. I know that's something kids don't want. They, they want their private w world. And, you know, of course, there's a lot of hidden stuff that, that can be um, in the background. So... I think uh, it's very important to, um, you know, have you, you could put safeguards on there. Uh, just know kids do find their ways around that. Just just be uh, mindful of that. 
Um, I know for for my son, my son's seventeen. Uh, you know, he he can have his phone, but we um, we do random uh, checkups on it. You know, and and for the most part, when we say we're gonna do that, he's like here. And um, I don't know if it's because all the stuff he doesn't want to see is hidden, but you know, we do. I do a little little spot check on there and just kind of check to see how things are and what he's talking about. And a lot of it's immature teenage stuff or, or whatever. But one of the other things too is. Uh, he's not allowed to have his phone at night in his bedroom. And so at 11 o'clock at night, which I I think that may be too late for bedtime, but I don't know. 11 o'clock at night, the phone goes on the charger in the kitchen and he's not allowed to have access to it because nothing good happens late at night, you know, and plus you're not sleeping and you're very tired the next day. So those are a couple things. There, um, of course, there's um, little tricks, little hacks you can do to, um, you know, put a time limit on 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 the apps or the, uh, the all the apps shut down at a certain time. There's little tricks like that, but we just kind of keep it simple, uh, just to monitor and just keep a balance in his life. Yeah, there are plenty of ways, Apple, Android, you can go on and use. And if you can't figure it out, use your good old friend Google or YouTube to help you out there. But it's usually in the settings and the screen times or parental controls and things like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe for you guys, you like, your teens have had social media and you really haven't had like, like control or a realm or at least a conversation about how you are stepping in and dealing with those things. So Sherry is going to help us here and talk about like, how do you approach just having the conversation with your teen about the boundaries that you kind of want to set in place now? Well, that's interesting. Mine actually is going to come from a personal experience and a story um, that I would like to share that happened with my son. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, uh, so it wasn't so much social media that was the challenge that we had. It was the things on his smartphone um, that socially friends had introduced him to that he had seen that were some um, off-color, off-websites uh, off that were just really inappropriate with things that um, any person really should be observing, but much, nonetheless, much less a sixth grader. Um, and so I think, you know, what I would like to say first is, you know, about parental controls, if I can add to that, I think also parental control is being a present parent and being really in tune to what your kids are doing and not doing. Um, just like that kids are totally, you know, up onto what you're doing. They watch and observe you and soak you like a sponge. I think we also need to be tuning into our kids, what they're saying and not saying. And so for me, um, mine started out with a day where um, I had come in home, I'd come home from work and my son's sitting on the couch. He's got his Xbox on and he's got his headphones on, but he's also got his phone in his hand. And uh, he, he was acting very odd. He was really tuned into what was going in on the on this phone. And so I remember walking up to him and I went to go grab his phone to see what he was doing. And he got really defensive and he actually raised his hand to me mm -hmm. and uh, to threaten me. And um, at that time, I kind of, because he's my son, my son is a gentle giant. I knew, uh oh, something's not good here. You know, he's, he's tuning into something that um, he's not supposed to be. And so he actually, I went to go grab the phone. He got up and ran out of the room and read, ran to his bedroom. Mm -hmm. So Again, we go back to the last podcast when I said I'm a mama bear. Mama bear raised up. Her fur <laughs> was raised up on her back and her claws are out and I was ready to attack. But then if you also remember in the last podcast, I talked about, you know, every moment's a teachable moment. And so I remember as a kid, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm, I am not uh, without flaws. I mean, I was a kid and I did a lot of things that were out of bounds. And so I remembered what, what did my mom do and what don't I want to do? And the last thing I wanted to do, because I knew what my son was 
was observing and taking in um, was some difficult content. And when I went to his bedroom, um, I paused for a moment before I walked in. And when I walked in, I was surprised to see him on his bed and he was crying. And he was really upset and he probably would not want to know that his mom was telling everyone that he was crying. <laughs> there goes his man card. But he, what he was crying was because he was so – he was upset that he was – he got hooked on the content that he was watching. And he had told me, you know, Ma, I was uh, – at in high school, I was in the locker room with the guys, and the guys were they, and they pulled the, pulled this up on their phone, and they're all watching this. And I got hooked. I was watching it, and I couldn't I couldn't get unhooked from it. And I tried and tried, and I'm just I should have asked for help, and I didn't. And you know, I, he was embarrassed that he got caught, and embarrassed that I saw this. And so I knew in that moment, it wasn't about blaming, and it wasn't about shaming him. It was about meeting him right where he was at. And in that moment, you know. Again, I allowed him to listen, uh, to share with me what was going on. And um, instead of yelling at him and doing all the things that I felt like uh, Mama Bear wanted to do, I just listened to him and we talked about it. And then in that moment, actually, I shared with him a very difficult situation from my past that was really um, had a stronghold over my life. And um, I shared that with him. And in that moment, when I got really vulnerable, he got vulnerable with me because he couldn't believe, like, wow, mom, like, that was you? That happened to you? And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I did that. And I made that mistake. And uh, in that, it kind of opened up a gateway for a, a greater conversation. Mm-hmm. And then um, in that moment, we did talk about, listen, there's still going to be consequences, you know. Um, and so what I did for him is I took the phone away. He got a track phone, lucky him, no more smartphone. So for one year, he had a track phone and had no access to anything uh, with Wi-Fi on, on a phone, no web content, uh, no apps. And what was particularly important here, too, is that it was also the same when he went to his father's house. Again, this is a single mom. It's a single mom thing. And so, you know, there is a co-parent involved. And so I also made sure that was whatever was going on in my house, whatever rules or boundaries I set in my house, that dad was also implementing the same rules so that we were a part of his recovery and um, not just punishing him. And then when it came time, a year went by and he he was um, recovered and I felt that he was responsible enough to earn the privilege to have a smartphone back. We did a contract. Just much like, you know, when you go get a cell phone and you have to fill out a contract, there was a contract that he had to fill out and there were terms and agreements that he was going to have to sign and agree to that these were his um obligations and fulfilling the agreement to keeping the phone. So very much to like what you say, Jason, a lot of I agree with everything that you do. And that was just the other thing that I did. And I think that what having that agreement set the boundary for him. And it also set that he knew what the consequence was going to be. But it also it gave him some accountability and ownership. Yeah, no, those are, those are great points. That's a great word again from Sherry, right? It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so how you approach and what it's like for your teenagers on social media. Again, social media is a, is, a, is a privilege. It's not something that drives life. Even though it's like the, it's so mainstream and important, it's still to your teenager, you have control of them. That is a privileged thing that they get to have, right? Mm-hmm. I know they can be like an addict to it, but, but when you, like Sherry said, Mama Bear came out, but did she stop and she approached with love instead of coming in with like the hammer down. Sometimes the hammer down is important, right? So it can be appropriate, but like in a vulnerable situation, especially when they cross a boundary in social media uh, that you have set up, it is good to just like, hey, you know what? 
You got personal, right? You know your teens. You know who they are. You know how they react to things. So you understand better than we do subjectively for your child, your teen, on how to approach it. But when we go in with a game plan of this is best for you instead of just like this is what I want and because, right? That has never really worked with teens, right? You know, that's going to cause other problems later on. But just approaching with love, showing that you're caring, I think is such a good way to bridge that gap into the conversation of, hey, social media is good. It can be fun and safe. It's also very dangerous. I care more about your safety, your mental health, than your likes and follows and your involvement in the culture. And I think if we, as people who work with teens or as parents, get that across, that's not us being angry, it's not us being a tyrant, but it's us showing that we care, that message is going to hit home. And so you guys, I believe in y'all. We believe in y'all. We encourage you to have those conversations, tough, hard, punishments or punishments or disciplines that need to happen, need to happen because your teen's future count, your teen's future are important. So, all right, that's all we have for you today. Don't worry, Sherry will be back next time. So she is still here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Baffled, helping you understand your misunderstood team. We hope you enjoyed the show today. For more inspiration and information, check out our website at m2l.org. Feel free to ask questions, call, or email us.